0: And welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazine read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond, and with me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones.
1: It's me for the last time.
0: Our producer, AJ Folleri. How are the levels? How are the bars?
2: They'd be a lot better if you didn't have... What are you, what are you eating? A carrot or something? Why did you... Such a Peter That's move. That's so bad. Such I a can't believe Peter move. <laughs>
3: I think
1: they're bud. Stri- I think the they're fudge stripes. Are they
0: bud stripes? They're Oreos. And uh, to be honest, uh, tag along. to be honest, I put one in my mouth just <laughs> before I introduced you, guys. Okay. So I had that one
2: coming. Okay, all of wow. that. Okay. Uh, the other than that, they're fine.
1: Wow. Yeah. Just wash it down you before you that. Take a you're water.
0: And last but not least, my dear dear
3: friend Joshua Dean Baker. Oh, just my real name for this last one. This is nice. Wow.
1: And dear, dear friend, it's like friend and closest confidant in a different font. Um, it's fine. Let's take
2: this again with some more unique titles. Ready?
0: <laughs> All right, sure. We'll do it again. No, <laughs> absolutely uh, please love not. a god, no. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in. A special episode here today on the feed. We are wrapping up our read-through of the Malazan Book of the Fallen and wrapping up our podcast Whoa. 10 very big books, our read-through of this. Yeah, it's a sad day over here as we are wrapping it up. And, um, yeah, but it's also, I'm not going to lie, I think we're all kind of excited to have been through this whole journey and kind of complete it together. I think it's both Both feelings are there for us. Uh, for me, I shan't speak for my co-hosts. But So, basically, on today, we have a couple questions. We're going to read through them. We're probably going to go over kind of our favorite books and maybe our rankings again. And... Uh, Then we're going to kind of say our fond farewells. And um, that's the plan for now. Um, You know, maybe in the future we'll do something else, you know. But I think uh, as uh, we're all in agreement, we're taking a bit of a break. Mm -hmm. Been a long journey. And I think we're excited to have some time off. Does that sound good?
2: Yeah, I'm, we already knew. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Uh, I'm down for yeah, that. I think, I, think a, a, I think that's a, a
3: good solid plan. Idea. I I, I'm just hearing that. it for the first time, but I'm really grokking with it, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't believe this is the last episode. Did oh my you guys God, know that's that? That's crazy.
2: I should have <laughs> gotten some champagne to celebrate or something. Okay.
0: India, literally every t- episode we've recorded in the last month, you're like, is this the last episode? And I because
1: you because you people yes. tell me it's this is I, the last uh, one. This is the last one. I've
3: told my fiance five times now. Last episode today,
1: and every yeah,
3: <laughs> and I've been I've been dead serious thinking that that was the case <laughs> every time.
2: Every single time I've told my partner, like one less, we're almost there. This is another uh, of the it, final episodes.
0: It's like it's the last of Literally. this type of episode, and then it's yeah. like the last yeah. of this one. So, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: um, well, and then it's for, like we all got, example, got together in one spot <laughs> to make a big well, the deal. Like, out, the live, the live doesn't count. We all know the, well, that, that was, was twice, yeah.
1: and it was the last time both times. <laughs> it was the
2: last time we were together both times. Yeah.
0: All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's crack this open and answer some questions. We had some uh, yeah. people offer up questions on our Discord, and uh, we're gonna read none
2: on questions. Twitter. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm not sorry. a single person. You mean
2: X. No, I don't. I'm, your I re- glory. I refuse.
0: Does someone want to read this first question for us?
2: <laughs> you said From I got Fisher it. Kel Taff. Josh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what will each of you do to fill the vast emptiness created by being done with 10 very big books? Uh, yeah, that's a question for sure.
0: It's not haunting me at night. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm definitely it's... not
2: thinking about it. Yeah. I don't think about it ever
3: because I have I have mastered the inability to say no. So I'm already always busy. Anytime oh. someone's like, Josh, do you want to play the show? Yes. No info asked, none received, <laughs> always yes. So that's my life. I'm just gonna keep yeah. how do you think I did the show? Peter didn't even <laughs> finish the sentence.
2: <laughs> Josh was like, I'm in, baby. You wanna do a podcast? Yes. Yeah, I mean, India's said a few times on various different outlets here that this has been like the most consistent thing throughout our lives for the last four and a half years through moves and uh, various other life events through a pandemic. um, It's very strange for it to be not going to be there anymore. Uh, And it's already been weird enough not having the Malazan books. And so now once I know that this is officially we're done, once we finish this recording, we're done recording for at least... A whole, uh, for at least the rest of the year uh, and we'll be done recording this show um, for indeterminate amount of time. So it's just very, it's weird. And I don't think it's going to set in until uh, after we hit stop. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with a lot of that India.
1: What am I going to do? I I guess I'm going to read different books. I haven't met my reading goal because I don't, tend to read Malazan times so maybe I'll pick up some new books try to find something else maybe a series but other than that I'm just gonna like enjoy the city maybe Mm. a little more go and do more things try to get out more try to see more things I mean this it's not like I was like locked in my apartment but with less of a with more of a reason to go outside and not stay inside I will probably try to do that before the winter comes and then I'll just be in a ball uh, in my bed crying for the whole winter, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, I echo. I've talked about feeling like very confused about what's next, um, AJ. But um, to 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 follow up on India, I feel like. Um, I have entered a real language world for the last couple of years between learning Japanese um, and then doing this podcast. And I, you know, uh, wasn't making as much music as I did when I was younger. So I look forward to making more music and then, like... Our art stuff I've been looking at a lot of art you know the paintings the statues You know I feel mm. like that's a whole world of stuff. I don't really know shit about you know I can name like you three painters So I'm trying to learn more about painting or and not even learn more I don't need to learn more. I'm just trying to look with my big eyes at Those big colorful squares and rectangles only
3: you know? th- only three painters.
0: I really couldn't name many to be honest Mm. Um, when people name painters, I literally every time they're like, oh, it's like this painter. And I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about.
3: I, I've got a movie that's going to get you a lot of painter names really quick. It's called Teenage
2: Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was about to say, (laughs) um, they're not all painters though, are they? They hundred percent are. Okay. I know they're all artists. They're not all, are they all? Definitely painter. Oh, not I'm like, sorry.
3: Are we saying artist and painter is not interchangeable? I'm a dumb correct. idiot. So to me, it 100% is. <laughs> if your hand put picture, painter.
1: Thank you. Yeah, agree. Okay. Ever heard of Picasso? Oh, ever you ever
0: heard of this little guy, Monet? <laughs> uh, I was going to say Monet. There you go. go. We're running out. I'm almost done for painters for me. You, you know, got Matisse? I've got Henry too. Matisse here? I've never wow, I've
2: heard never that heard, name in never my, never my life. never heard that name. Never, never heard, heard that, that name. There he is. I'm right on my wall. I have the Andy
1: Andy Warhol? Hey. I have the same one. Which one's a fake? Yours or mine? I would
2: assume both? No, mine's real. I mean, this is this is a poster for a Henry Matisse event, so it's not even Okay. <laughs>
0: I'll do this with composers. Me and Josh can name a lot of composers.
2: No, please, go. Oh, yeah, it's true.
1: Tchaikovsky.
0: The energy yeah. is... Yeah. Oh, I was going to go with Messian. Oh, man.
1: Messian Galani. There <laughs>
0: is. Malazan.
2: Malazan, That's what sho- I Speaking <laughs> of Malazan... <laughs> I
0: forgot. What are we doing
3: That's here, the guys? S- the
2: second question has the word Malazan in it. That's true. We should read it, yeah.
3: Um, I can g- <laughs> I'll
2: read it. I'll read it. All right. All right, our second question
3: comes from Steve C., one of my favorite experiences with Malisan is the puzzle-like experience of unraveling the lore, noticing hint after hint, then a reveal that puts it all into context. Do you have a specific experience like that in your reading? Where did it pay off in a fun way? Where did it leave you unsatisfied?
0: All right, I'll I'll step up. I got I got a specific answer. There's lots of things I'm unsatisfied with in the story. hundred percent. I don't okay. need to get into listing them. <laughs> that was not what the question was asking.
2: The but end of the question did. You know, we're talking did. about it, lore reveals specifically, though.
0: Okay. He, like let me tell more you. Reveal? Let me tell. Okay, AJ, keep k- 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 cool. It okay. <laughs> um, here's what I was. I I made a Peter's poison once about Arrested Development season four. Mm. Um, a, a season of television famously people do not like. Ah, uh, a very confusing season. And it, recently I was looking at some beautiful paintings, and I was like, <clears throat> I had no idea what was going on. You know. Mm. And you thought to yourself, this
2: is just like a
0: development. 100%. And there's lots of times in Malazan where I'm like, this is so confusing. Hmm. And to be honest, I think what I've learned is that I enjoy the sensation of being confused. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily enjoy the sensation of someone explaining to me what happened. Or what like the painting was, or like understanding. I don't really know if I actually care about that. I actually feel like I'm into being disoriented and confused, and I think that's something I learned about myself recently. So okay. I do think that's something I associate with the experience of reading Malazan to me, because mm-hmm. sometimes Josh or or I would read on Josh would explain, or I'd read online some deep connection between these things. And frankly, I you know I don't really care, um, and it seems like interesting. Interesting trivia and it's not like a sensation i, I don't enjoy knowing that you know mm-hmm. um so i think that's just something i reflect on ref, was reflecting on recently
3: i want to hop right. in and say my the one real big thing i found unsatisfying still to the end was the heboric. at the end mm. i just don't get it i'm too dumb to get it that's fine i've accepted it Yes, um, yes. My, yes, yes. My follow up is I got to live with Peter as they watched. And let me let me paint the picture. Peter tried desperately to get me to watch seasons one to three of Arrested Development because they were so confident that season four was gonna be the greatest season of
2: television. A lot of ever people been. thought that to be fair. I, I know. also did. I
3: and I watched Peter watch that first episode and then go, huh. And then put the second one on and finish and go, huh. And just that just kept going, baby. Mm. And it was it was interesting.
0: I don't need I, I don't need to mount a defense of that season of television, but let the record show I would let the record yeah. show. Oh, I yeah, would.
2: we know we know. Uh- <laughs> Pete, did you have any spe- specific reveals or anything that you you felt any way about or did you just want to give your general thoughts on on reveals?
0: Um, there's lots of awesome reveals, um, obviously. The the one I wish there was more follow-up on is Silver Fox, who is followed yes. up on in the novels of the Malzahn Empire, mm-hmm. but to me is such an integral, like one of my easily favorite characters of the entire series. And the fact that Silver Fox just kind of fades away from the Book of the
2: Fallen well, always kind of left me, a little sad. Yeah. I think one that pays off in a fun way and, that I could take or leave, honestly, is the Ersto Hubut and uh oh. Pinas- reveal. Uh that they aren't just two people from Lethras, that they are like mega elder gods. Because I really do wish that they were just because I think my my read of that scene at was that Reapers Gale, when we that's see them, or is tides. that Midnight Tides when the when they when it freezes and they're like yeah I'll love you till the, whatever like I think that's a really nice moment if those two people are just two random civilians, but the fact that they are like integral to like the world existing or whatever, I think really makes that uh, moment retroactively not really hit that that well for me. Um, mm. Josh, you said wrong.
3: Yeah, you're wrong. Ersto, I'm wrong about but. Heirs to who, but incredible and in the fact that they're ancient gods oh. is perfect.
2: It's oh, really yeah, funny. No it is really funny. But I think just it makes me look back on that scene as like we're setting up characters and not like we are seeing civilian lives be affected. You know, I don't know, which is I think uh, that scene works better to me as like a civilian life being affected. Mm, but
3: you're you're I, I get that. I get that take. Yeah. But I love them. It's tough because all of the reveals have just sort of become facts Right, in my that's head, what I'm really so I, trying
2: to think of, like, what was I like, oh my gosh.
3: If I was reading them again right now, I'm sure I'd come across something and be like, I remember this moment, figuring it all out. That's cool, yeah. but I don't read this second, you know?
2: Um, I think, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean the hood,
3: the hood in Dragnipur stuff, you know? Uh, that was, seeing yeah. Seeing that whole plan come to fruition was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: There are just a few things that stand out in my mind at the time that seemed like, oh, my God, this is so crazy and cool. And then it just like was the end of the line. (laughs) Like, do you guys remember thinking like it was so important to find out that Krupp was the eel? Yes. Uh, Yeah. And like, what the fuck was that? Or also um, another one that I was just, oh, you know which one I actually kind of liked? It was quick to the point was satisfying filled me up mm. um bug same book you find out same storyline it's like oh male. yeah
2: that cool. was that was pretty cool Done. In the moment you're right that was that was a really cool thing
1: and you do not have to like wait for seven books yeah. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah
2: you meet him you know something's weird and then he's like yeah i am an elder god actually and it's like oh wow and okay cool and then i was like
1: oh okay sick
2: yeah. nice yeah wow that's i totally forgot there was a time where we didn't know that it was quick yeah, it was slide quick. In, slide out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Can I just share one non- reveal, quasi funny funny experience from my end of the podcast. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember in Deadhouse Gates, there's a scene where Fiddler, Crocus, and Absalar and crew are traveling through Tremolore, and they see the body of a girl. Mm. Uh, and Absalar re- recalls that it's Dasim Altor's daughter, and then they kind of leave um for a long time you guys kept being like well that's got to come back into the story
2: that seems like a big deal this seems like a
0: big storyline that we're gonna follow up on yeah and i get why you would say that and i think that sometimes but it always seems to me as the most just like random fucking thing (laughs) as like Mm -hmm. oh yeah well it's like almost trivia. It's like, oh, yeah. did you know where Das's <laughs> daughter is? It's like, yeah. oh, she's that girl in that one scene. Yeah.
2: Well, I feel like that's the <laughs> kind of stuff that's like, I mean, Steve and, and Cam talk about all the time that they write the books for each other. And that feels like one of those things that was like, remember when this happened in our game and then Dazimultor's daughter ended up in the ASAP house? Like, you know, um, it feels like I, that I, kind of thing.
0: I, I did look on the wiki. Apparently, she's written about in Path to Ascendancy, so I'm not surprised.
2: She's sure. like Spoilies? A, a, a
0: character <laughs> in the earlier novels, but yeah. just a ran, just a random little thing.
2: Yeah. There's also um, also the Tox Dad like promising his life to Hood thing, which I feel oh, like was like I wanted that to be Whoa. so much bigger. and then I feel like didn't really manifest in a way that I felt was like this is because mm. Tox Dad made a deal, you know? Like I don't really, yeah. I, I don't. I want to talk to kill his dad, but I'm also <laughs> typically trying to fl- like read
0: patricide, so
2: <laughs> okay, That's a huge patricide fan. <laughs> Holy
0: uh, shit! I love my-
2: <laughs> um, Josh,
0: by the way, Sean G has a question here. When, when is the bonus episode where Josh teaches us the art of the cold shot?
3: Mm. I don't. I don't have a response. I saw that question. It's funny. I just. I don't know. I thought several things were very telegraphed.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um. All right. Then I'll ask uh, our producer AJ flarry Me. Um. This question comes from Philotic. What <sighs> wisdom do you have to share with malice and content creators of the future? Yeah. Mm. So you want to make Malazan content?
2: So you want to make Malazan content? Um, man, I feel like at this point you're, man. Do I do I go with legit advice? I feel like at yeah, this I point, yeah, I
0: could give like very legit advice if I wanted to. But
2: yeah, I, I feel like at this point in the terms of like where the state of Malazan content, Malaztube, whatever, all the other adjacent stuff, I feel like at this point you need to find the niche within the niche because I don't know. Well, I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, I don't because, know if like, that's
0: true, but...
2: Because people love to engage with Malazan, and they just love to hear people's uh, uh, like first experiences reading through. So, I mean, honestly, I think just be honest with how you're feeling because, like we've said on this show, like the content shouldn't just be about the books. It should be about your experience reading the books because that is what or that is what will get people interested um, because if they just wanted like beat by beat retellings, they could just go to, you know, the, the tour reread or something. So I think be honest with your feelings and I don't know, be ready, I guess for people to push back, but like know that that's kind of part of the experience, you know, different, different uh, strokes, et cetera.
3: I would also really recommend you get a good editor who tells you (laughs) when you're recording (laughs) constantly and never, never let you forget that you're
2: recording today. Josh is uh, slighting me because I forgot an hour and 15 minutes ago that we were recording this podcast.
3: I'm also saying, though, most of the time you are very, very good at being like, we must record today. I don't care if you don't want to record. Get <laughs> on the call.
2: Thanks. I, I, I love that. I, I, that's an that's a, uh, impression Listen, that I left on you.
3: <laughs> if you gave India or I an inch.
0: <laughs> we wouldn't take a mile. We'd, we'd, we'd,
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah, so
0: I- India, Josh, you were kind of recruited in. If someone were come were to come to you and be like, "Hey, I'm trying to be recruited to make a Malazan podcast," what what would you say to them? Don't read the audiobook. Yeah,
1: don't. Yeah, like just really think about what this <laughs> is gonna mean for you, and um, and years if listening of your to, life.
2: If they're listening to this advice. <laughs> then I feel like maybe they've kind of already gone beyond the pale, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a good time eventually.
3: That's what I would say.
1: <laughs> it will bring, yeah, I, I mean, it's a good way to like prioritize your time mm. around, like mm. it forces you to like do things that you might not have wanted to do because you have to record Malzahn for three hours. Well,
0: I, I, w- I would hugely agree that that was a big part of the show, I think, compared to other creative projects I've done, mm. where it's like, we basically had to make a show every two to three weeks or something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, of course, there were times when we postponed release schedules just because we needed a break or, like, our schedules didn't line up. There was kind of an engine... There was kind of a monster that needed to be fed, so to yeah. speak. I, I, um, yeah. And especially, I think, I... From the beginning, like podcasts, having a consistent release schedule is a huge factor mm-hmm. in um, people listening to them. And, you know, I kind of knew that I wanted us to be a regular show. All the shows I loved were regular shows. And, you know, I thought that would be good, you know. Um, yeah. And that was like definitely different than like, oh, I wrote something and now I'm like going to show it to a reader or like I wrote some music and I'm going to perform it now,
2: you know. I think a uh, final piece of advice from for me, I think taking into account how much you need to do besides just recording the content, oh, 100%. Um, the reading alone takes several hours. And then if you're taking any notes or writing any scripts or whatever, I think that's just a thing to, to keep in mind is that it's, it's not just the hour you're going to be recording and it's not just the hour or two that you're going to be reading you know, for a couple of days, whatever there there is like the 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 editing and the uploading and all of the other time commitment stuff. So I think that you're considering your time very carefully is something I would really, really suggest. The number of
3: times, there were times that we'd be recording at six and AJ texts us at
2: five twenty, like, just finished up,
3: uh, <laughs> is insane to me.
2: Yeah, I had to schedule myself very rigidly.
0: <laughs> yeah, AJ, I fully agree. I mean, honestly, the recording the episode was easily the most fun part of the show totally and the part where it's like oh i had to read or write the scripts or like take notes or think about all this or we had to think about the release schedule production or all that stuff all that stuff felt almost more like labor Mm. i have another recording is fun and i (laughs) like talking to my friends
3: Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. That's another piece of advice I have. Once you have the editor, find the person that cares, and then you should just be the funny one, <laughs> so that you only do the fun
0: recordings.
3: I I
1: agree. I agree, Josh. Yeah. That's the um, that's fact. Be yeah, the personality um, hire every time. Yes. yes. <laughs> I,
0: I guess I would say maybe you should guys try and have like an equally shared
2: workload. You know, Absolutely that's something not. that would be something you could consider. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, ooh, and I do. sorry uh,
2: I said final thing but I think actual final thing is like if, if you do intend to do this and you intend to do it with the entire series realize that it's not like it will start out you hanging out with your friends but it will very quickly turn into a thing that kind of feels like work and so just be ready for that and be ready to have the divide between I'm talking to my friends and I'm talking to my work colleagues um, be ready to put that wall up at some point because uh, otherwise it gets really really fuzzy and really rough really quick
1: yeah. yeah i mean boundaries boundaries
2: boundaries yes exactly boundaries boundaries
0: yeah definitely edit edit your podcast too. buy a microphone that's please
2: for the love of god edit your podcast yeah. if you can you know um i don't know i think audacity's that's all. free baby you just <laughs> cut out the big gaps that's all we're asking
0: um you know god bless uh, other people are out there making stuff obviously we talked to, we highlighted some of them during the stream of the fallen um and uh you know, I hope there's even more to come. I don't, mm-hmm. in no way do I feel like our show covers, we said it all. No. You know, that is not the case. You yeah. know, um, there's, there's actually much we didn't say. Yeah. You could say there's, yeah. there's um, much
2: you could say. <laughs> much. Um, and there's so many people um, making content. Uh, work with them, you know, ask them how they do stuff. You know, it's be a little community. It's a nice little community. It's fun to be a part of the people who are in this space are nice.
0: All right. Next um, (laughs) question. Next question. India, this one's from Nasty Non. India, you said in the Steve interview that your reading horizons have expanded and you never thought you'd be interested in this kind of stuff. Does that extend to the fantasy genre itself? I mean, there's a lot of great fantasy out there. Don't you want to read some more? Question mark, question mark, question
1: mark. (laughs) That made me smile. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I'm going to be honest... My Audible is now completely um, like fantasy recommendations, oh. <laughs> and completely, and I always click um, not interested in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Shit. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I'm like kind of open. I just think I need to find like what I like, and I and I don't really know how to go about doing that. And I also don't know if I want to put effort into doing that. So for now, like, I think kind of, yes, I'm open to recommendations, but it would just need to be like way, way, way dialed down from what Malazan was (sighs) Mm -hmm. or is. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's... uh... There's that exists for sure.
1: Yeah, I yeah. You know, I just like sometimes after working my nine to five all day, the last thing I want to do is turn my brain on to read a book mm-hmm. where I have to like dissect and decompose. Nope, de deconstruct, deconstruct. Yeah, like everything. Yeah. So
0: and that's the problem with this country. And that's why magazine periodicals are no longer in fashion. Am I right? Wow.
1: Yeah, because like, show me moving picture now. Fast, fast moving picture.
2: (laughs) Everyone wants to sit down and listen to the radio. You know, it's insane. (laughs) The only TikTok I knew was of the grandfather clock in my grandmother's house. (laughs) We can't do this.
1: I'm disgusted.
0: Bring me a good old set of checkers. Okay, <laughs> um, that's the only type of game I like to play,
2: India. you should check out legends and lattes that's a, a it's a it's a fan- oh yeah could fantasy book about uh an adventurer who retires from being an adventurer and opens a cafe
0: see there's a lot of there's a lot of horny fantasy if you're trying there to is look. a lot of smut uh,
1: out horny. there that's true whoa,
2: yeah so not 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 that any of us have ever had sex. <laughs> Okay. All right. Moving moving right from none of us have read smut to none of us have ever had sex.
1: This reminds me of the day that you guys taught me what edging was. Fuck.
0: (laughs) Um, Wow. I want to say that's early Gardens of the Moon. Early Gardens of the Moon.
2: It's really funny
0: anyway okay
2: uh yeah why don't we move on uh, aj do you want to ask the next question yeah this one's from john paul or jp in what ways did malazan shape you as a reader in terms of what you look for in a story for me personally i learned that one i care so much about beautiful prose and two my concept of quote satisfying closure expanded big time um, yeah, I think just to, just to hop right in, I think, um, I realize that I really love a, a beautifully written sentence or POV. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like a, a book that I can like kind of attempt to dissect in some ways and find, you know, theme and metaphorical meaning, et cetera, et cetera, uh, I think that's very fun for me. And this is this this is the first time that I feel like a series has really brought that out of me Uh, or a a book series, I should say, has really brought that out of me. Yeah. So so I I, I don't know. I I look for that stuff, but I'm also like not disappointed when it's it's not there, you know, because I know that not everything can be can be Mal's. (laughs) I know authors write different ways.
1: Nothing gold can stay.
2: (laughs) Nothing gold can stay for sure.
0: I'll, I'll I'll bounce off what AJ said about themes I mean I think to me I, I was tuned into themes uh, you know obviously since I was a child you know I was doing oh serious God. reading big books yeah. no, um, <laughs> but I think uh, this reading this series uh, was one of the first times I like kind of started looking for them more in genre fiction mm-hmm. which I think before I kind of was mostly reading for plot and like kind of the world or, or that type of fun and mm-hmm. um, And this was the first time I was like, oh, but like, what if, you know, the magical sword was a metaphor for something, you know? And I really started being tuned into the way genre fiction can use supernatural elements towards thematic ends. So Mm -hmm. I think that is something I really started to pick up on through reading these books.
3: I don't think themes exist. I don't see them. And I think they're just made up. But uh, in terms of this book, I think uh, as... As the question asker said, uh, it has definitely made me be much pickier about prose. Mm. Um, I uh, I just think Steve has such a beautiful way of writing, even if it is really upsetting sometimes to get to the end of a sentence because you're it kind of takes you for a ride. Mm. Um, and also, it has definitely left me with a t- huge distaste for things that aren't necessary. Uh, Mm. Because I think I'm going to be very generous and say like 90% of what is on the page in Malazan is like essential. Mm. And maybe 10% of the time there's stuff I probably didn't need. And for like a 3 million word, you know, (laughs) series, that's really impressive. I've never enjoyed Tolkien but mm. now when I, like, look at a Tolkien or something like that, the moment someone starts feeding me information, I'm like, I'm out. I can't do it. I, yeah.
2: Mm. Tell Josh less, is what he's saying. Yes.
3: Mm. Show. Don't tell, AJ. Well, yeah, I, honestly, wow. yeah. Wow,
0: wow, wow Josh. You're
2: Somebody smart. should put that on a shirt. I don't know
3: if you know I'm a teacher, all right? <laughs> Restorative practices. Uh, huh. uh, what's some other buzzwords? Collaboration.
0: Mm end did
1: you have anything to add? <laughs> um no, not at all honestly. It was it was just it was just so This was conf- an
3: experiment. It was so India,
1: fucking confusing. You know? <laughs> it was so confusing the entire time and now I'm like reading or trying to read and I'm like I understand the plot, that's different. Mm. So <laughs> uh it was just not no, nope.
2: If anything it's made you just appreciate this the the simplicity of some other uh, styles of writing. Like,
1: mm-hmm. like I find it like definitely more like, okay, yeah, i I see what we're doing here, but like maybe that's what I like, and maybe that's sure. okay,
2: oh, totally. yeah. well, like you said, you don't want to come home from work and have to think, which I totally get,
1: yeah, and I'm like i've and I mean it. I really just I don't want to,
2: yeah. One thing I will add, I don't know if this is something I'm looking for in a story, but something I think that all stories can be improved by is an ancient race of dinosaur people that were actually highly technologically sophisticated and uh, communicate and reproduce via uh, or, or, or in the in the vein of bees or ants. That is some of the sickest shit I've ever read. And like that, speaking of reveals, I think was like, an awesome, awesome reveal of like, no, this actually Moonspawn was actually made by the dinosaurs with sword hands. Like that was like a mind boggling thing. It's just it's just so cool. And and I'm going to be I'm going to be really hungry for another series to to do something like that with a race like the or a, a race or society like the Kachain Jamal.
0: Wow. So I guess you support that the Kachain Jamal resurrected the Kachain Na'ruk and then had a war with them, AJ? I don't think I said that. <laughs> I I hear you're supporting the Kachain Shumal.
2: Well, I do support the Kachin Shumal. I guess I, don't know. I was doing a bit.
0: <laughs> I, I I take your point.
2: I love
3: the Kachin We all love the Kachin Okay. Okay. <laughs> Insert soundbite.
2: There you go. And there it we, is. Y,
0: you got to put the bones on in the episode too, AJ, just for posterity. Oh yeah. Um, uh, we are. We're gonna organically bring up. Yeah. The, we'll just,
3: what do they call it? The Talon I Mass.
2: <laughs> I've never heard it before. <laughs> Me either. Holy shit. That was really good. Oh my god, you are such a fucker.
0: I agreed. My first thought was these fuckers. God damn it.
2: What other sound effects has Josh not that heard? That was really good. Uh,
3: if yeah. you've not clipped it as, a, as like a little thing and sent it in the chat, I've never heard it. Mm. Josh, listen to the podcast challenge 2023. <laughs> yeah, you could not well you could pay me enough that was gonna I was to say you can't but there's, Josh, there's a number I do the same thing <laughs> there's I a always, number.
0: sometimes I'm like you couldn't and I'm like no I don't know you ah, could. yeah right. you probably could get me
2: here's a here here's a, a another another variation of the bone zone. Oh yeah i don't remember what we were talking i think someone was like let's go to the bone zone and then we were like wait no something really sad happens in this section i think it was oh my
3: god that's so good something like that. anyway god, I, I, you're that such might, a good editor
2: here's one when, whenever we would whenever we would talk about the boys being back i would play this clip underneath of us saying the boys it was just that good.
0: okay good
3: yeah
2: good anyway
0: i feel like some of those i feel like some of those early bits fully died not because i lost interest but because several years passed, and yes, <laughs> bits came and went, yeah. As well, they we had
2: a whole do, we know? had a whole section for the print. We had a whole thing called the Pronunciation Nation for a minute. And then, oh my uh, god, yeah, we did.
0: We used to get corrections, and we stopped getting them. I assume because we never made any mistakes. Yeah. All right, listen, um, we can talk a little bit about the books. I did want to read one final question. This is from Gallo's Duster of Dreams. This is oh, yeah. a fun
3: one. This is a, this fun, is a fun, one. fun one.
0: Yeah. Were there any moments where the podcast was in danger of cancellation through the years? Care to tell us uh, Pete moving or India getting fed up with the bone hunters, etc.? <laughs> and yeah, for sure. 100%. I-, I-, I don't know. I don't know how much. I distinctly remember early on there was like maybe we're not going to do another season of the show.
1: Really, I very much yeah. did talk to Peter about quitting the show. Yeah. In, oh, really? Talked yeah, to me really yeah, yeah. seriously
0: about quitting the show. Yeah,
1: oh, I didn't. Know I that. remember.
3: Uh, I love to be in the loop. I remember there was a time <laughs> where when when Peter was living in Japan, mm-hmm. there was one weekend where India. I'm not gonna say snapped, but did share her feelings that uh, the Sunday 7 a.m. recordings yeah, had rough. to stop. were
2: to be fair, it was awful. It was bad. It was really, really those rough. were uh,
1: those were the worst. Those were the Peter in Japan was we we did did the years. worst of times. Yeah. We did it for years.
3: Cause yeah. we, it was look, uh, it, it was. I, f- I feel shame. Was, I feel It was seven a.m. for us. I mean, and Peter was always like, we would get on. Oh, Peter, how's it going? I'm cold every time. That was the answer. <laughs> I'm exhausted.
1: <laughs> I'm so tired.
3: Oh okay, guys. It was I had late. a long day today, and we're like, it. We'd seven a.m.
2: Yeah, we'd um, wake up at six thirty on a Saturday to get on the call. On a, by s- <laughs> yeah, on a Sunday. A Sunday, sorry, Sunday. Mind
1: you, mind you, we are all in our. Mid twenties, as if Friday nights don't exist. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness! For a while, I referred to this podcast as prison. You did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It really made it really enjoyable and nice to come on and record. (laughs)
3: It was definitely never tension.
0: Uh, (laughs) Alright, I'm feeling pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling pretty bad about the whole Sunday. Oh, wait. Oh, I
3: mean no, I mean,
0: but it's all you did
3: was invite us trap to do a podcast, move across the entire world, and then have a work schedule that made it so we could only
2: record at one time. Only one time possible. But to be fair to Pete, after season three, or whenever we launch the Patreon, mid season beginning of season three. We had said, if you don't want to do the rest of the series, we won't launch the Patreon and we will stop after book three. And you both said, nah, sounds good. We'll keep going. I say yes. I'm a people pleaser, <laughs> AJ. So it sounds yeah, like I,
1: that, you that only was had yourself. I was going to quit. That was really, that was the time yeah. when the quitting yeah, was well, happening.
0: Because, because man, I definitely felt if we were going to start a Patreon, which is not really something we had ever talked about doing before yeah. maybe a year or so into the show. I didn't want to, like, quit halfway. Do that was mean? exactly I how I felt, yeah. Yeah, like, I would feel that would be wrong to do in a way. Um, okay, AJ, uh, uh, India, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> India's whole pupil uh,
2: just disappeared. She was
0: yeah. rolling her eyes uh, so hard. <laughs> but I will say, I think it's, like, season seven when we uh, started splitting hosting and script writing.
2: Yeah, uh, that was
0: big for Pete. And... Kind of I wasn't ready to quit, but I was definitely getting really burnt out hosting every episode and writing every script Yeah, so that was hugely helpful to me and although I do think it changed the tenor of the show um, ultimately, I think it uh, you know brought a whole different style to the show, and I'm gl- glad we did it, and I'm glad my friends essentially forced me to do it. I didn't ask them to. Um, I was like, just kept talking about how terrible it was, and then yeah, I Indi- distinctly remember India was the one India who was, like, brought it up. Yeah. What? Yeah. What if we start writing the scripts and hosting the episodes? And yeah. I was like, and, then- and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was I was very hesitant, and she was like, cool, we'll do it, and yeah. she kind of demanded me not to do it, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was really nice of her. I really appreciated that.
1: And then I never wrote a script.
0: Yeah, essentially. <laughs> never wrote a script. I will say India was really bad about writing the scripts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I wrote many a
2: script for India. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the if there's worst. ever an episode without summaries, <laughs> chances are India didn't write the script, it's and the none of us had time to. None of us had yeah. time to write the scripts.
0: Mo- moments before the episode, it's like, "Oh, India, did you write the script?" And you were like, "No, I did not." <laughs> Um, uh, and uh, you know you you can't you can't win them all. Okay, <laughs> so and that's true. part of the mess. That's part of the message of Mal's handbook of the fall. There you go. You can't so win you them all. So when you think about it. <laughs> It was part of the theme of the <laughs> You books. can't
2: win them all. It's actually a really funny message for this series. <laughs> <laughs> you can't um, win them all. You can't win them all.
0: I don't know. That's that's about all I can think of, really.
2: Yeah, the biggest thing that I was thinking was when we were launching the Patreon, and it was like, hey, we're, we're launching the Patreon. We are finishing these books. There is no choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I always had a great time. <laughs> I loved making the show.
0: Yeah, I, uh the production of the show stressed me out at times but um as i said i mm-hmm. always liked recordings and I, I it' never really had much to do with the books and i've talked about this before i think there's a was a negative element where it did turn like a book series that was close to me into a type of like job you know mm-hmm. which had its unfun elements you know because mm-hmm. like i don't know that that's you know it's something personal in a way um but mm-hmm. um you know there's also a lot of pros to it too so it's it's not just that.
2: About three million words worth. Boom. Pro, baby. Pros P O P R O S E. P
0: R O S E um, Anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Thanks, guys. Um, this is the kind of support that I love. <laughs> We're here um, for
0: you. We I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just gonna I'm just okay. gonna say it, okay? Okay. Now we ranked all of our books, all of the Malzant books on the Malzant yeah. Stream of the Fallen.
2: Yes. Oh yeah, we gotta go over those again? Yeah, baby. And we said we would go deeper into it on Whoa. this show. And I said, are you sure about That's... that? And you all were like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I will
3: say my 10 in order, and that is about as much brain as I got. You are, guys are such fucks.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, maybe we just point people to the Malazan stream of the Fallen. But, um, oh my God. There's no way.
2: At the end of basically like every hour after hour uh, one, we we go through our our books if you want to hear more about it but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: jesus I, christ
0: i will i will read what's toughest i'm looking at my list and i remember changing it so i'm really struggling right now it's really funny
1: who has really their funny. list so i have
3: mine mine is right in front of me what the f- what I, I made it on a note on my phone and i just didn't delete it yeah
2: mine's on my my personal note discord I that's a crazy thing phone? you just said come on, I'm on it, discord so much josh it's so it's so much more convenient than doing anything else i Hold don't on. i'm not by computer most of the day and discord doesn't work on my school wi-fi yeah. so yeah i've got i've got a whole whole uh, categories for this show for other shows i use threads when i'm talking about multiple mm. video games and stuff you know it's great
0: threads mark zuckerberg's cool good website yeah Man AJ People like it I feel like you're shutting me down
2: <laughs> I think um You're just kind of Throwing stinkers my way And I'm not really sure What to do with that Damn, Wow not the stinkers <laughs> Damn not you I'm throwing Look I'm more Look of a fan de- Of Jack's Jack's blue sky Okay Dead in the that's eyes the, That's the real people's That's the people's Social media
0: Dead in the eyes on Mike And tell me Pete you're throwing Stinkers my way Don't try to yeah. make Don't try and make jokes at me I fucking <laughs> hate your jokes Okay You're not funny You turd Okay that's, that's what, what you I heard just too that's what you I just think that is what I
1: said yeah. I heard that yeah. as well that's exactly what yeah. I heard
0: Knives are out okay good um, movie postmodern my favorite book was very postmodern You're, whoa wait we're starting at
2: one starting at one what okay. <laughs> come on <laughs> that's okay. so unhinged number 10 i really enjoyed gardens of the moon for my number 10 pick uh i think it's a great book in retrospect i think all right, okay compared-
0: let's let's count down you ready
2: number i literally was just doing it <laughs> number this is such a peter move any- such a peter move
0: Is anyone have my list <laughs> no number 10
3: number 10. all right my number 10's house of chains next can we get like one sentence? Yeah, give like us a one line, sentence. Sure. I uh Sure. Please. I think the introduction of the Bone Hunters was really good, and then I felt very frustrated by the actions of every single person in the entire book after that.
2: <laughs> sure. Sure. What about that uh, scene at the end, though, Josh?
3: And Ghost Army uh, killing the bad guys is still unsatisfying. I know it's one of those <laughs> things where it's subverting expectations, still
2: unsatisfying. Josh, what about Karsa's whole horse quest? What about Karsa's whole single quest line? Best part of the book. That part fucking rocks. I do love that part. Yeah. My number 10 is Gardens of the Moon. Uh, I think it's a really good book if you read it a second time, but I think it's weirdly self-contained and not self-contained at the same time. And compared to all the stuff that happens in all of the other books is just under a, a little underwhelming, I guess. So there you go. Love the assassin stuff, though.
0: All right, I, I found my list. I remember editing it on the day, but I recomprised it, and I definitely moved one of the books. But that's just life, baby, okay? You can't hold me to it, okay? Lists are meaningless. <laughs> Number 10 for me is Dust of Dreams. I just do not enjoy that book that much, okay? And you're not going to get me to like it, okay? It's fine, you know? I I enjoyed it way more on my second read-through, and I'm sure I'll mm-hmm. enjoy it again on a third, Um, but it's just not like... Uh, you know, if you if you we were like, let's reread Mal, let's reread one of them. And I had to reread nine. I would be pretty, but I would not be stoked. I would not be stoked. That would be my answer. Hmm. India.
1: Um, I think Deadhouse Gates. I don't remember. I don't remember liking okay. it that much, though. OK. <laughs>
2: J- Josh leaned Josh back really. very, all right, very There is number, no way
3: you said Dead House Gates.
0: That is definitely not what it was on the stream, but <laughs> at the record show but I don't I don't
1: remember which one was India, it. I'm just India, saying.
0: just make a new list I don't care. You know you're. It's a free country, okay? Is it? Okay, way to get deep all of a sudden Nice.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah I
0: guess it's not, India. Is that what you and me will say? Number 9
3: my number 9 is Gardens of the Moon. AJ said enough.
0: Yeah. My number 9 is The Crippled God. I still am not stoked on that book.
2: Uh my number 9 is The Bone Hunters, uh but Yigatan is still one of the best things put to page, I think. It's really great.
0: I I guess I just feel like I like the ending intellectually more than I'd love it with Oh, my we're heart.
2: talking about your thing still. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds, yeah. I that's it.
0: A- I. I looked at your I looked at your words AJ and I said that's a turd
2: and I'm not going to respond to your turd of a <laughs> word. Okay. You say you like it intellectually but not in, not in your heart.
0: Yeah, I think like I like kind mm. of jive the vision that's presented. It just doesn't really totally excite me, you know. My number yeah, I'll give you my it. number 8 is dust of it dreams. Didn't didn't you even say her go, You fucking fuck you Josh. <laughs> fuck you Josh.
1: Gardens of the fucking moon.
0: Jesus Christ. I can go. I, book I, one Gardens of the Moon, Josh. Number eight. I'm number
3: eight, Dust of Dreams. It's a transitionary book. It was still good though.
0: Damn. Damn. Um, my book eight is House of Chains. I rank this higher on the stream because yeah, you did. I like I'm you always did. like, Oh, there's so like it's a book that's so divisive in my mind. But today mm. I'm feeling like it's divisive in a bad way. I don't like that book, and I've always okay. been a photo to that book. We all wow. know that. Everyone in the pod okay. knows I'm always coming after House of Chains. Okay. okay. Um, You've been number one occasionally. <laughs> I yeah. have. That is the that is true. That is yeah, Josh. That is true. You know, I and uh, I can't deny that.
2: Um, my number I, eight uh, is also House of Chains. Is <laughs> Great. that true? Yeah, we did it. My yeah. number eight is actually. House all right, of
3: this Chains. is crazy. Bastard. I want you guys to remember House of Chains got a way higher score, and I was the one that tanked House of Chains because several of you put it really high up so
2: mine josh this is the list i made day of i have not changed this list india sometimes ranks house of chains as her favorite yes i know yeah Yeah. that's what i'm getting okay india you're number eight
1: um dust of dreams that's a good answer Sure.
0: yeah that's a solid answer
1: cool thanks thank you for your approval i needed it
0: (coughs) good good job india nice
3: job
0: (laughs) nice job with the ranking
2: number seven
3: my number seven is Bone Hunters yeah. because Yigatan's incredible, but I think the Haboric stuff is is not my favorite. You're
0: just a fucking Haboric hater, dude. Yeah, fuck you, man. Haboric's Haboric's the man. Okay, you
2: hate to be adrift, whereas Pete, uh, who Pete said earlier, loves to be confused, and I also feel that way. I th- I thought we were a little too hands off with his storyline for too long. Boo, Josh. <laughs> boo. No, I like that. That was very. No, new. man. Josh. Josh
0: isn't going to come in here acting <laughs> like he normally do and act like he gets a little Scooby snack. Okay.
1: Damn right. Not a chance. Damn right. Not 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 here, Josh. World, I'm too deal.
0: pissed on the mic today. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, my number seven is Garden of the Moon. Well, what's what, what's there to say? You know, I, It's just it's not a book that excites me. You know.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing about Gardens of the Moon. It's like, it's it's a good book, period. And like, that's it. That's all you got.
0: Yeah, even even getting over the h- hump of like reading it, the not yeah. my first very confused time, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, sure, that happened. You know, it just, it's yeah. not like, it doesn't just, doesn't ignite a fire within me,
2: you know? And there's no blue flame ignited in your heart. No, mm. there is not. My number seven is The Crippled God. Um because I feel like it's really hard to end a series. (laughs) I feel like there are parts of the book that I'm like, I wish I can't think of anything specifically right now, but there's definitely parts that I was like, I wish that this was wrapped up in a, in a, a, you know, in a way that I felt more satisfied with, uh, or whatever. There's definitely some cool ass shit in, in that book. But I think, uh, like event wise and thematically the, my, my, the remaining part of my list, uh, does more for me there than the crippled God does.
1: India. My seven is gonna be, did I say the Bone Hunters yet? No. I think I'm gonna say the Bone Hunters.
2: Please write it down. I'm not gonna remember your list. That's a good answer.
1: I am.
0: Yeah, I feel like Bone Hunters is a solid middle of the pack book, Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. official opinion. Um, I feel
2: like it's a solid bottom two book. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, AJ, I think you're wrong, and your answer's another turd that you're throwing my way, okay? I'm
3: gonna go, because Peter's being mean now. Number six. My number six is Told the to Hounds. <laughs> A- AJ because started Because, AJ, sorry, not AJ, Peter.
0: Okay, sorry, Man. Josh.
3: <laughs> Damn, the teacher, the
0: teacher voice. voice. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Baker. Thank you. Uh,
3: my whole body tensed up. <laughs> Uh, it was just so, such a chilling tone Sorry mm-hmm. My number six is Toll the Hounds The dogs are mm-hmm. good Carsa uh, mm-hmm. and the Mad Max shit is badass But I really feel like several storylines Just don't really go anywhere By the end of this And then they don't ever go anywhere In the rest of the series And uh, that kind of left me with a sour taste
0: mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest Number six on my list right here Is Reaper's Gale and mm-hmm. i don't know why it is t- today right now in my moment i feel like i would want to rank it number 10 but i just want to let you know it's number six on this list and i'm keeping to that but um it is a book i uh it is not one of my favorites of the series um for a variety of reasons i just feel like there's very few characters in that series that i love and look forward to reading and i especially mm-hmm. contrast it to my love for midnight tides and I was so excited to follow up with those characters, and *Reaper's Gale* is just not a follow up to *Midnight Tides*, and it's not the follow up I wanted it to be. You know, okay. um, that's what I would say. You know, it, it is a follow up; it's just a follow up in a very different type of way, and it, it just is not. It's just I, I just loved that setting so much and meeting all those characters, and felt really let down by that book the first time through, mm. the second time through. I enjoyed it more and understood what it was going through and more importantly, where that book lay and like this story of the series and what mm. um, it was trying to accomplish. So, you know, I'm much warmer to that book the second time through, but it is just not one that I I really love. And, and my final mm. note is, AJ, I'd like mm. to apologize for the, ag- the aggro <laughs> tone I've taken so far on this show. I was a little hurt, but I'm extending an olive branch and I think we should end our final show together hands in hands um like
2: friends okay i appreciate that you think that my number six is reapers get Ga- no. <laughs> peter well, i appreciate the olive I, branch you take a break. and i would also like <laughs> to i would also love to be friends uh and and uh, sorry for calling your joke a turd okay i didn't mean I, I apologize
0: listen i've thrown out plenty of turds on the show wouldn't it be the first <laughs> time okay lots of my yeah. jokes get left on side of the road <laughs> um
2: all right aj number six. my number six uh also reapers gale i kind of agree with what you're saying pete about it not being the follow-up you want uh to memories or to midnight tides and I think I feel the same way, but in reality, it's like, I don't think there is a world where any follow-up to Midnight Tides is good enough (laughs) Um, because I think Midnight Tides is such a great story on its own. But I do, I do love what happens in Letharis with, you know, the Eater stuff. I love all that. Uh, I think the all storyline Still kind of leaves me hanging a little bit, even in the context of like, if we read it as if it's about Gunth and uh, Sagcharok and not about Red Mask. But the Red Mask of it all still is like a big kind of amorphous question mark to me. I think there's some really great moments toward the end with like Talk coming back and um, fucking Tool also being there, seeing Talk die. I think that's an incredible moment. But uh yeah, I, I think compared to the rest of the my to, compared to my top five, I think there are there are more spots within Reaper's Gale where I'm like, yeah, I, I'm still kind of lost here and I'm not really sure. Uh, whereas I feel like in my top five, most of the stuff in those books hit for me. India?
1: What number are we on?
2: Six. Six. six.
1: One, ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Crippled God.
0: Hmm. Mm. Solid. Sure.
1: Yeah, I liked it. Middle of the pack. Good ending to me. I was satisfied, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now is the beginning of like the ones that I actually liked. Mm. And, <laughs> and your so, bottom,
2: your bottom five are just like ah. Eh. Mm-hmm.
1: They could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Number five,
2: Josh.
3: We're into the top five. Take us away. Number My five. number five pick is Dead House Gates. I think obviously the chain of dogs is one of the most powerful storylines in the book series. I think a lot of really cool, interesting things are set up in this book, but I do still think uh, I think the scale of it all is a little small when you compare it to um, some of the other things that I liked better. And I would also say that the path of hands is still somewhat of a letdown to me, uh, and mm. a lot of that stuff just like never really gets brought back up again. But um, not it's not a huge negative. It's a great,
0: it's a great fucking book. AJ, can you insert or can the numbers be the the radio numbers? Do you know what I'm what? talking about? Like the radio numbers when they're like...
2: Ten, three. number five. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Please. Um... My number five is Bone Hunters. Uh, yeah, uh, I think on a on a good day, this is one of my favorite Malazan books. I think think that book's a ton of fun. I love the plot of the book and there's just a, you know, just a Yigatan's fun, but the story keeps on rolling. I love all the stuff with the Crocus in the desert as all my Crocus heads know. Um, Scalara is an all-time great Malazan character. If you don't like Sc- Scalara, do not talk to me. Um, and I like the ending too. And uh, the Eris stuff is great. Um, I'm
2: pro bow hunters. Um, told
1: cool. the hounds. Nice.
2: Oh, I didn't say my number five. That's fine. My number five also told the hounds though.
1: Oh, you go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, I, Hey, you go first this time.
1: No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think told the hounds is a really cool
2: book. I love being back. In, I love, I love being back in, in D stand. You know, that's great. I love that whole crew being back, all that stuff. The, you know, uh, following up from, from book one, <laughs> I think what Josh said, uh, the Carsa <laughs> Mad Max storyline is great. The sad mappo stuff, I'm really a big fan of always. The dog, the hounds are cool. The fight between Dasimal and uh, Animander Rake is cool. The hood coming out of the, uh, the hood dying is also cool. Um, there's there's so much in I think the the latter half of that book that I'm like, man, that fucking rocked. Uh and and uh I just remember I just felt really satisfied uh with that book, I feel like. What do you think about "Toll the Hounds"? India.
1: <laughs> well, let me think. Let me think. Um, "Toll the Hounds." If I had uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. What did I think about that? That's the one. What happened with the sword in that one? Did they actually the get one- out of it?
2: Anamander Rake yeah. dies oh. by getting the sword pressed into him, and then, and then they had yeah, the big fight. The that sword. big fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: those were cool standout scenes. Mm-hmm, That's about yeah. it.
2: Krupp's back, nah. Krupp. The whole books, the told whole chalice, by Krupp. the whole chalice thing. Chalice yeah, that's, and crocus. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Tbt. Number four.
3: Number four. Number four. I had, and this got some controversy at the uh, the live stream. My number four is memories of ice, specifically because I. Really have never felt satisfied by the Silver Fox storyline, especially sure. seeing as we got to book 10, where there was a huge Talani mass. Thank you. Big Talani mass uh, storyline in that last book. And I kept holding out hope like, man, this, I'm sure this character that we spent an unbelievable amount of time with in book three, who like gets name dropped in this book, I'm sure she's coming back. <laughs> And the fact that she didn't, yeah. I think just kind of soured my taste and memories of a little bit. Sure. Would I still call it a nine point five out of ten? Yes. It's a great fucking yeah. book.
0: My number four is Dead House Gates. The first book in the series I really loved. And um yeah, I still love that book. If I had to reread it today, I'd be stoked um which is funny part of me thinks it's kind of slow and not really a lot happens in it but i just love the vibe i love a lot of the characters in it i love seven cities easily my favorite setting and it's my favorite setting in that book the most i just love the feel and i can just feel myself in that setting so intensely
2: Yeah. I, um, mine is also dead house gates. My number four. Um, I think what you're saying about seven cities, uh, being great specifically in dead house gates, I think I totally resonate with in house of chains and like bone hunters. We are out in the desert so much. I feel like, like we're that whole, all that stuff is happening, but in dead house gates, we are like in the different settlements around the continent, um, more so, uh, which I think is great. Obviously the chain of dogs is great. And do I think is an all time amazing POV. Um, like, Maybe maybe my top POV throughout the series. I think that's like an absolutely
0: and he's uh, and he's basically only in that chap uh, only in that book. He comes back, yeah, but yeah. it's like so fucking different, you know?
2: Yeah. Um. But I was about to heap praise on onto, onto Mr. Erickson. I think that's like a genius level uh, uh, uh choice to have a historian be one of our main POVs observing this. The, the battles and, and everything that's happening with Coltane and, and all that stuff, I think is just, it's, it's so good. It's, it's awesome. I love it. And I think what it sets up later on with, uh, Duiker in, I believe told the hounds, uh, which I also totally forgot. Told the hounds is where, uh, Idkovian comes back as the, uh, the redeemer. And I think that is an awesome full circle moment for that, for it storyline. I think that rules. Um, but back to Deadhouse house gates, I think, uh, Duiker in told the hounds, uh, uh, like the, the setup in dead house gates of him being like a historian and then him starting to question, like is history meaningful or whatever? And then that kind of coming full circle Toll total hounds I think is also great. Yeah. So I'm now realizing how, how great it is. I have dead house gates at four and total hounds at five, because I think those two are, are kind of companions Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and I think, uh, work really well as a whole unit. India, what's your number four?
1: My number four is reapers, gale, I don't know why you guys weren't hot on that book. I fucking loved it. It was the first book that I really liked, kind of for Mal. Like, not really liked. It's the first book that I really was like, I'm interested in what's going on here. I love the rulad storyline. I love the um those two guys that are old, um, Scavendari Blood Eye and Siljus Ruin, that whole like they don't like each other situation, but do they? Will she, won't she? Um, (laughs) fucked with it. And Mm -hmm. I think, who's the brother? Hot, hot older brother. Fear? Fear Sangar. Yeah. And that's it.
2: Number three.
0: All right. Number three?
3: Number three. My number three is The Crippled God. I put it very high because I left the book feeling very positive. And as I said in the live stream, I think anyone that can write a three million word piece of fiction and end it in a way that leaves me positive means that that ending was good. There's plenty Mm. that did not get wrapped up. There's plenty that got wrapped up that I didn't find that satisfying. But I think that endings, I think Tavor's speech, I think the scene with Briz being read the message from tay I think uh, the final stand of the heavies and Marines, I think those three scenes are just like perfect. And there's lots of other great stuff in the book, but I, those three scenes were just no no notes.
0: Uh, my number three is Toll the Hounds, a book I love very deeply, easily. I often say my favorite book. And yeah, it's just, you know, it's just as an awesome book, has so many great storylines, and I love the contrast between the two settings. That's always stood out to me as one of my favorite elements of the book.
2: Mm. My number three because I'm a big lorehead, head his <laughs> dust of dreams uh, I I love learning about the Forker LaSalle and the Kachin Chamao and the Jaghut and the Tala- we're all we're all back baby all these ancient races we're back we're one spot we're all doing we're all doing stuff um, I think it is a, a really great ramp up into the finale. Um, I think it is like a devastatingly sad book at times. Um, and I, I just like that really, really worked for me. <laughs> um, man, I have more specifics that I can't, I can't think of right now, but I have my, th- I, I remember articulating myself much better on the stream. Uh, so go ahead and watch the stream of the fallen, uh, I guess hour seven or something. The end of hour seven, we, we get our number threes. Uh, yeah. Dust of dreams. Great book. Really, 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 really loved it.
1: Mine is house of chains. I love house of chains. Um, (laughs) i loved felison i loved shayik i loved tavor coming into her power and everybody being like who the fuck does she think she is and her just like making a name for herself coming out here it, fantastic book On, second and well third only two obviously the two best ones but so good would make it my first one if i wasn't extremely loyal <laughs> okay i love that. I-
0: I love that, that that's clarification. How I, that's, that's how I feel about Toll of Hounds. Mm-hmm. I often, I so often put Toll of Hounds number one, but the book that most days I think is my favorite is not Toll of Hounds. You yeah, know, that's a, it's only on off. It's mm-hmm. only on some days like today where I'm also like Reaper Scales number ten. I hate that book. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, Okay, strong words, but you take my point. Okay, yeah, okay, you okay, guys.
3: My number
1: two. Me. No my one number said two. anything. No one said anything.
3: That's why I'm moving on. That's why I'm moving on.
2: <laughs> number two.
3: My number two is Midnight Tides, a near a pretty much perfect book.
2: There are That's tantalizing. My two, same. There are tantalizing.
3: My there's, number two also.
2: Oh, AJ, AJ. Damn that's my it's my number you one baby you know I mean, I I, you know i'm a simp
3: for well, Trolls let's, let's let's just all take it the bone let's all wall take a couple moments and simp i love the silliness that is letting us know that a carrium was on this continent because there's a giant fucking watch built into us into a mountain that like they all just look at and go huh, fucking weird <laughs> incredible okay go peter
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, listen, what's there to say about Midnight Tides besides it's an absolutely incredible book. And I just that is the book that has to me the single best ending out of any of these books. Mm -hmm. The way the entire story just kind of builds to this absolutely, in my mind, heart heart wrenching and devastating, tragic conclusion of seeing Rulad take the throne. And it's this victory. But it's like this victory. That's a total defeat and it's a deep feat for every single character in the entire story um and that included yeah and I just find that so moving and I also find that the plot is so engaging following these brothers his death his resurrection the warlock King the battles the the Sengar, the the Baedek brothers uh, just the whole thing I'm so engaged with I don't love to hell I've kind of turned on hell but um I I'm all in on midnight tides
2: mm-hmm India, why is it your number two?
1: Um okay. So this book, I thought let me think. Let me think about well, I mean, you guys are like saying all of like these like reasons, and really I just thought it was the most like digestible book.
2: Super. extremely totally digestible. I think that's also a great reason, yeah.
1: Like the, the, the plot was laid out in a way that was easy to follow. You were like obviously there's the things that you don't understand, where you're like, okay, yeah, whatever, move on. But overall, the story was very start, middle, end. loved it. And it was, and it was funny. It was a lot of good funny, and like it's, it has its, its like emotional parts. Um, I loved that little that little dead girl kettle. Then I think we meet mm-hmm. what's her name there to the other dead woman. Shirk, Shirk-, Shirk-, Shirk- right. Like, uh, can you imagine like without her? I can't. Mm-hmm. Hysterical, mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm tail bug just a lot of heavy hitters Mm -hmm. in there too just like a lot of my favorite people that i didn't know were my favorites and ended up being my favorites for the whole rest of the series and it was great loved it so much r.i.p kettle
2: rest in peace (laughs) Uh, aj your number two my number two is memories of ice Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. like all together just an incredible fantasy novel Um, just some really amazing storylines in there. The talk stuff, the, the silver Fox stuff. I understand being upset in retrospect that the silver Fox stuff doesn't really come back, but I think in memories of ice, I think I feel really satisfied with the silver Fox Mm -hmm. story. I think that's like the first time we see Perrin use his like card powers. There is a part in, in, uh, with the same battle, I think where Perrin turns into a, 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 a hound or something. Um, but then also, Quickbend like uses Makra to make everybody think that they're like on fire or whatever, or like there's some huge flame elemental or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is like some of the sickest fantasy shit in, uh, I've ever seen in a book uh, of just like using mind magic to be like, no, actually, I I did beat you. Um, is is just so so cool. I think all of the Panion stuff is is amazing and uh i mean again to go back to told the hounds i think when the seer Domin comes back i um, sorry i can't remember your real name seer Domin. um i think that's a great ending to that storyline but uh idkovian is an all-time great storyline like 10 out of 10 like uh, it, absolutely incredible shit Capustan also amazing it, just like it's just so good and it it would be my number one if midnight tides wasn't number one In my head, Memories of Ice is a self-contained book, and so is Midnight Tides, but Memories of Ice definitely is not a self-contained book because you have characters from the first two books and all that stuff. Midnight Tides, and the reason it's my number one, uh, is because it is a whole self-contained story, and you don't really need any other context, and you could just read that on its own, and it would be, I think, an incredible an incredible book. I do think it's improved by having some context of like the, the rest of the the earlier books, but I think on its own midnight tides is an incredible book and, and uh, stands on its own merits uh, outside of the rest of the series. So that's why it's my number one. Also like, like India said, favorite characters that I didn't even realize were favorite characters in the moment. And then every time they came back on screen, I was like, fuck yes, they're back. All the breeze stuff. Amazing. All the, the kettle stuff. Awesome. Uh, The, that final throne room scene. Amazing. God, it's so good. It's so good. I, I don't know what else to say about Midnight Tides that you guys are haven't already said, but it is. It is. I think in my mind a perfect novel. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. So that was my two end one, I guess.
3: My. Um, I guess maybe Peter and India should go, or me go, because you two at the same number one. I'm the different one.
0: Oh uh, yeah, me and India can go. My number one is Memories of Ice, a book that absolutely shreds. I mm-hmm. mean, what is there to say that H. A. did not say? um all-time all- great character the siege of kapustan is astounding um the final battle is a ton of fun um i love silver fox i love the MIBE, that's one of my favorite storylines in mibe, the entire, entire book Fuck yeah uh book Fucking series love the mibe. Fucking um,
1: love the mibe.
0: and the books just i think to me has a bunch of great emotional and thematic moments but it's also a ton of fun to read and if you wanted to pick that up and read that book you would have a blast and that means a Mm -hmm. lot to me
1: Mm -hmm. yes love memories of ice for all of the aforementioned reasons but standout moment for me was obviously i never really loved um like the tactical kind of stuff you know Mm -hmm. like oh we need to do this and we have to be like 10 steps ahead and you go to the other side and they're like no we're gonna do this and they have no idea <laughs> yeah. um that was the first time in this book that i was ever like oh this is kind of interesting and it was because of josh i don't know i, I thought <laughs> that like i liked that i thought that was kind of interesting small part but my favorite part would be um whiskey jack and corlat
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and that's it
0: also we have to love book three it's the book that convinced aj to join the podcast it
2: is it is well that's the book that convinced me to well i guess technically dead house gates was the one that convinced me to read the books and then Mm -hmm. memories of ice i read and it was like i have so many thoughts about this book i need to speak to somebody about it
0: all right josh Uh, wrap it up
3: my number one book is reaper's gale which is a very... I mean, it's the antithesis of Peter.
0: (laughs) You're insane, Josh. I
3: think Reaper's Gale... I I put Reaper's Gale as my ninth favorite book, and then I wrote the reason I didn't like it, and then I just started writing the reasons that I did like it, and then I just kept writing more and more and more and more reasons. I think... uh, I think it's a really interesting take on what happens in a civilization when there's a change uh, in a major change in leadership, like happened with the Eater versus the Letheri. I thought the the introduction of the Shake storyline and how it was going to where it was going to go, the prison island giving us so many characters. I just think there's so many scenes too in this book of Malazan soldiers being Malazan soldiers, which is something that like the book series hints at. And we see very occasionally, like in Book Three, the bridge burners are very efficient. But I just thought I think Book Eight just shows an insane efficiency, and I just thought it was fucking cool. Like when they find that small town, that one unit of Bone Hunters finds that small town, and like every person in the unit murders like ten Eater on their own, all in wildly different ways. And it, I, I don't know why, I mean, that scene just sick. Also, there's just so I think there's so much comedy in this book that uh mm. really kept me going. I also think I know I think Peter didn't like it. I love the build up to Acarium and Carsa and it just going oh, nowhere. That, I so also good. remembered like twenty minutes ago that this book has fucking troll Sengar <laughs> defending the throne of shadow and then dying over his brother's corpse. Are you kidding yeah. me? I just think it's an incredible book. And I remember being I remember being really upset at the beginning of Reaper's Gale because the timeline did not make any fucking sense <laughs> whatsoever. Sure. And now that I've yeah. had, now that I've read all these 10 books, Time's an Illusion, all right? I was a younger, dumber man who cared. Yeah. There's no need. There's no need to yeah. care. It's just cool that, <laughs> you know, uh Udanas and Scavendari have been on the run for an indeterminate amount of time fantastic don't, no, no don't co- look into it okay? yeah don't worry yeah. about it
2: i didn't even bring up the udanos and Featherwitch stuff for memories for midnight yeah. that's that another rocks. all-time great storyline
3: yeah i just got it because like there's just such a to me book eight is just the book where it starts sorry this is book seven book seven's where it starts we had book mm. four doing its thing to prepare us for this continent we had books uh what five and six kind of gearing us up for the bone hunters and their involvement. And then book seven is just this huge conjoining of so many things. And
2: mm-hmm. I just loved it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everybody.
0: Well, that is our rankings.
2: Okay. AJ, no, please. Uh, I, mm, I was debating whether to be kind of a shit um, to Josh or not. Cause we, I haven't done it for anybody else, but part of me wants to ask Josh, what he thinks about the the all stuff and the red mask stuff i love it so unbelievably much
3: wow. because okay. I think looking at it now, it is a storyline of a man given a power and a duty and, and fucking bastardizing it and corrupting that duty with his own personal agenda. And I just mm. think it makes Caleth a much more interesting character and a much more, uh, sure. you know, like her storyline, I think feels better Knowing how much of a failure Red Mask is, and a a failure not to himself and his people, but I'm talking about it being a failure to the Kachin Chamal. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think the storyline is fucking sick now, knowing everything. Uh and I know what you're thinking, Josh. This is really not what you said at the time. And again, fuck past me. He was an idiot. (sighs) Do you know what I wasn't wrong on though? That dude had a thorn whip, and that was cool as hell, and that will always be cool as hell.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I just can't let it go for on the record. I strongly disagree with Josh uh, on his interpretation of that storyline. Good. Um but we I'm not we don't need to do that right now. I we're not going to do that today. So that's no. that's going to wrap us up I think for our ranking of these 10. I we talked I think a little bit more actually on the Mouse in Stream of the Phone, so you can go check that out if you want. A quick 10-hour mm-hmm. conversation between the four of <laughs> yeah. us. And uh, I just want to wrap us up with one or two questions and then we'll have a little moment to say goodbye. Um, so India, Josh, AJ, looking yeah. back on it, what do you think of the series overall? Good. Good. <laughs> Good. I, any, other, any other thoughts? I would
3: say it is often misrepresented. What do you mean by that? Oh, totally. I think it is not a hard series. I think it is a very different Uh, a very different take on writing and I think it is so different from much of modern popular fantasy that that is why people think it is difficult I don't think the books are Mm. that hard I just think people expected Steve to write like everyone else and he at every turn he refused Mm.
0: yeah I I think they're like not popular fiction is, is really what people mean you know um i think people
2: mean that they think it's hard people think it's hard I, and I, I i just yeah i think they're just confusing their feelings of why they thought uh, something uh, they
0: i want, th- i know, think it's nice. fair to call it hard i don't think that's insane do you know what i mean i just think most people don't read first off most people don't read and then number two most people don't uh, read books written in this style yeah. you know
2: Yeah, it's definitely the style is definitely a thing. I feel like if you're reading these books, though, you're already so deep in the fantasy scene to like know what they are that you know what you like in a fantasy book. And this book, I feel like is purposefully not being a lot of the stuff that a person may or may like in it in another fantasy book, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I feel some. Yeah, I, I agree with Josh that I don't. I I think people really hype up the series and kind of mythologize its difficulty probably too much. Um, But uh, I I do think it is a difficult, you know, I don't don't think it's a beach read. Although I read Memories Mm. of Ice on the Beach and had a great time. I was going to say,
2: I I did start several of these books on the beach um, because it always lined up with my September vacation somehow. And so I would always I would always start the books uh, in the Outer Banks. Yeah.
0: I, I think these books like retain like a, a special place in my heart. But what's tough is like mm-hmm. I almost would never suggest them to people, you know. I've suggested them to one or two very specific people, but it's not like a book I go around telling people to read. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, I I feel like it's so tough because you have to you have to pitch. A te- you have to pitch the whole series you know what i yeah, mean yeah like, yeah which is a really tough thing to do
3: like like okay the name of the wind obviously is part of a series but also you right. can just pitch people and say you could just read that first one and you're gonna have a good time versus you
2: can't in good conscience say that about any of these books no not at all. i would say maybe you could say it about midnight tides because it's first chronologically but even so i think I don't know. Yeah, I I, I I think that's the closest you could get to it. That's the closest you could get, I think. Yeah.
0: India, did you have any last comments looking back on Malazan?
1: Um, I would say I did hear you guys say that like it wasn't a difficult book, uh, wasn't hard to read, and I definitely disagree. I think not only if you choose to read it, was it not super dense? But, like, so many words, I was just kind of like, what the fuck? I could say Peter, like, disclaimed it as being difficult to read. And would it have been different if Peter didn't tell me that? I don't think so. I think it would have been worse. That's it.
2: I feel like your perspective, though, India, is like where no other person has ever come into this series. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like most people, like I had said earlier, are already in the fantasy space to even know that these books exist and like next to no one. Like, I would say maybe you're one of five people (laughs) who like who like and and even maybe the only person of those five that has actually finished the series who came into the series as like a total fantasy newbie, you know, I don't know that. So that's that's the only that's the only reason I, I would say that it's not like, quote unquote, hard, because I feel like. It's definitely like it's it's. I, I feel like in in a lot of ways, it's on par with a bunch of other fantasy in terms of like just the the uh, not ideas, but like just in terms of the like world and stuff. Um, but just the way that that it's written is is not like the other fantasy books. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Well, I wouldn't know what the other. Well, yeah. I mean, like it seems different from what I've like watched. So.
0: All right. Here's gonna be my last question. Um, looking back, what do you, what do you think this show, like, what do you think about this show? You know, (laughs) 10 very big books.
1: I'm very grateful to my co-hosts who really did like so much to make it what it was. I think that it was like an insane thing that none of us expected to be as like, to be like a thing for us um i, I just never I, I i really truly didn't expect it so making the show was probably um like one of the coolest things that i've been a part of with a group of friends that i would have never gotten to know beyond that with a community that i would have never gotten to know beyond that it was like very much a, a, a life can go in a lot of different ways and this was never somewhere where i thought i would go and it's really, really so rewarding and so exciting and and a great, great, great experience, no matter how much I bitched and moaned the whole time.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I echo a lot of what India said of, of this becoming a thing so much larger than we could have ever thought it would be. I, I mean, I said last week, uh, talking to to Steve, like immediately the show was bigger than we thought it would be. And that was just like absolutely incredible and like weird and wild and, you know, whatever. But I think ultimately I do just feel really, um, really grateful to have gotten to know you Indy and Josh uh, better than I, than I did four years ago. Um, and Pete to continue to stay in contact and create things with you, I think has been really rewarding. Uh, and ultimately I feel really proud of the show that we created. And I think we really did something incredible uh, and that we should all feel a sense of great accomplishment and uh, pride in that.
3: I, uh, I too am very grateful. It's been a wonderful experience. I'm glad I read these books. Uh, I don't think I could put it more eloquently than my other co-hosts have so far.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I would echo uh, a lot of what. You all have said it has been a very meaningful experience to get to make this show. Not only um, that I feel an immense amount of gratitude and I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's listened to the show and thank you to everyone who's written in. I mean, to think that there are people who have written in, um, from all around the world, people who ran in once a month or so, who we've been in contact yeah. with for years now, Shout out. or people that we see on Discord uh, weekly or so. You mm-hmm. know, the fact that there's a community around it, uh, even outside of listening, it was never something we really expected. And the fact that so many people listened and that you're listening right now really means a ton. And so I think that's definitely one of the things I'm really grateful for and something I wanted to say thanks um, for. I also, of course, wanted to thank Steven Erickson again. I think it was really an awesome opportunity for us to be able to speak to him and a lot of the other guests we had on the show too, you know, I think that was so cool. The amount of people we got to speak to from different paths of life, um, from who had different experience or point of views about the book, but definitely, you know, never thought I would speak to Steven Erickson. Um, and now I did a couple times and that's pretty cool. (laughs) And, you know, I think most of all, I want to thank the three of you. Um, I feel tremendously grateful for the experience, um, of, you know, that we made this show together. I feel so happy that India and Josh agreed to read these books with me so many years ago and that, um, AJ joined us eventually. I mean, it was just, um, you know, I, it was just kind of a thing I wanted to do. Um, and you know, it really blew up into something crazy. And I'm so glad that we got to share that together. Um, it really was, um, you know, just one of the most precious things to me, you know, um, and I'm sure when I am, uh, old and withered, I will, uh, look back, um, with joy, um, at this time we spent together and this kind of beautiful, um, project we made, um, and, um, yeah, I think it's probably permanently changed how I relate to these books and a lot of other things is is having this experience together. Um, and, you know, this experience is is made possible through the three of you and being able to make that with you. So it's just been very meaningful. And I love you all.
2: I love you also.
1: I also love you.
2: I three love you. Um, no, Josh, really waiting until the last second to bring the love out. Yeah, sorry.
0: Um, I probably would have cried if we weren't on mic. I just don't know if I have it in me on mic, mm. you know. We can make it we mm. can we could just start saying mean stuff and then you'll cry. <laughs> it's, it's really sad um, tears. Uh um yeah, I mean so that's that's all. I just definitely wanted to express that before we wrap things up. Um, you know me, love being sentimental. Is there uh, I- anything else we want to say? Any other podcast last words?
1: I know one.
2: Oh, yeah. I know one too. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I I was gonna ask if you guys wanted to do our, our final word and then um, watch me read the credits for the last time. Oh, oh that sounds nice.
0: That sounds <laughs> fun. Yeah, we can all do that together. I don't have I don't have much else to say. Um. Uh. Go birds, um, go birds! God damn it. Go Fuck birds. Yeah, How could you dude. get a go birds in the final fucking episode? go birds? I just want to let you know, if you there's one thing you know about me, and there's one thing you know about ten very big books, is that we support the Philadelphia Eagles. We support Eagles.
2: the go fucking birds, birds,
0: baby. Go birds! Eagles fly to victory. Bye 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 okay. bye bye. Sorry. All right, um, cut all of that. <laughs> No, <laughs> not a chance, Josh. Um, all right, right, you got to stay tuned to the credits, too. We're all staying crooned to the credits, too, because I have to tell you I have a very special message for the end of the show. Oh, all right, oh, oh. when I say come, you say passion. Come! Passion!
2: passion. Hello, everybody, producer AJ here for the last time for real this time. I mean it, I'm not doing it again. If you would like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10vigbybooks at gmail.com. Tweet us at 10vigbybooks or you can head on over to our discord bit.ly slash VBB discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord. That link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. Uh, Pete, I don't know if you listened to the credits of me saying this last time, but I'm going to say it here again. We will be suspended Payments over on the Patreon for the next couple of months. So, if you haven't gotten a chance to get in there to listen to any of the Patreon exclusives, now would be the time to do that for free. Um, we'll also be releasing some of that stuff publicly, but that's to be determined anyway. Uh, if any of that sounds interesting, you can head uh, over to patreoncom 10 very big books. That link also in the show notes. And as always thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular cover art you can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for the hottest and then I insert a joke here but I don't have one this week thank you as well to resident my very good pal and friend Scout Wilkinson for the special art she provided for this last season as well as creating the art that you are seeing right now that will be the standing podcast art uh, for forever and ever amen uh, you can follow her on Twitter Blue Sky and Tumblr at Humble Goat and you can see more of her work and commission her uh, on her coffee at ko fi.co slash humblegoat. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode and every episode preceding this one, uh, including the remixed and intro and outro tracks, is by the one, the only Amaranthan from his album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with his other music on bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes, and 10 very big books will be back while well, we will be back someday. I'll talk to you then. And truly, thank you so much for listening. Peter, what did you have to say?
0: Um, Steven Erickson and the Acknowledgements to the Crippled God writes, uh, I have enjoyed our long conversation. What's three and a half million words between friends? And I say to you three... And all of our listeners, I've Mm. enjoyed our long conversation. What's nine and a half thousand
2: minutes between friends? (laughs) Did you look it up? I looked it up today, baby. Wow. Nine and a half thousand minutes. So much. I'm off by a little. That
0: didn't count today. So it's probably closer to like, (laughs) you know, 9,700 or something. But wow. Wow. um, All right, everybody.
2: Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.